Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined. I'm your host, Garrett Callender. I'm your other host, Derek Halpin. And uh, this is a big weekend that we're getting ready to preview here because once again, we are sitting across from each other in the living room of my apartment and we've got wrestling on the table this Saturday, AEW Revolution, but we've got some other stuff to talk about too. And I can, you can probably know that I'm going to be pissed off when we talk about it too. Yeah. But I don't really know what happened. I just, I'm so excited to watch this Goldberg match, Derek. We are doing a regular episode right now. That's what you're listening to. But don't worry, we've got plenty more content coming this weekend, including we're <laughs> we're going to do a watch along of the Fiend versus Goldberg match from WWE Super Showdown live from Saudi Arabia. All I've seen so far is just a photo of Bill Goldberg holding the belt. And I, one, didn't know the show was happening today. Two, did not know Goldberg was on the show. Three, who the fuck did Goldberg fight? A guy that you pegged for getting really bad Vince McMahon treatment months ago. I mean, you were... Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) Well, ironically, (laughs) I think during Goldberg's last appearance, he fucking beat Dolph Ziggler. So, yes, nobody is safe in WWE from Goldberg's shenanigans. (laughs) I will say one thing about these Saudi Arabia shows. If nothing else, Garrett, if nothing else... They are giving us content to talk about on the podcast. Is that fair to say? Oh, at the very, very least. <laughs> like, there's always some kind of shit show match or somebody fucking up. Like, there's always going to be shenanigans in Saudi Arabia. Like, as soon as the news came out, our social media got lit up with people requesting to watch this Fiend Goldberg match. Primarily, I think, because people know that I get worked up talking about one Bill Goldberg. But also... Knowing that it's like the Saudi Arabia show, the Saudi Arabia shows are just going to be a fucking beehive of bullshit for years to come. They're getting a lot of money out of it, and we're going to be getting some good shit to talk bad about. So, I really liked an idea that uh, Chris from the Curtain Jerks had. He suggested that he said the match couldn't be any more than five minutes, so maybe we uh, drink one White Claw per minute of the Goldberg match. I, I'll be honest with you. That sounds fun, but I don't like the idea of chugging a White Claw every minute. Like, we will be fucked up from that. But you'll be hydrated. I might be hydrated, but I don't know. Like, I'm okay with, with like, shotgunning a beer or something every now and then, but... Do you realize, like, you could just try do one of every White Claw flavor throughout that Goldberg match? There's so many... There aren't enough White Claws to make me want to watch Bill Goldberg's shit. Yes, there is. I think right now, I think you secretly love Bill Goldberg. I no. think I think you've gone back around no. on it. Yes. What makes you think that? Other than just saying it because it sounds funny. It's no, Vince well, I, booking logic. I guess I'm just projecting onto you because typically if I dislike something, I always come back around to it. I'll dislike yes. it long enough. Yes. It's one thing that has consistently driven me nuts since we started this podcast is that when things get bad, that's when you start caring. <laughs> Well, that being said, like, I'm the guy that's very excited for a Cat's Midnight show. Yeah. Why don't you explain to people how you are trying to keep this Cat's movie thing rolling? And you're going to, I asked you just moments ago before we started recording, are you going to try to turn Cat's into the new Rocky Horror Picture Show movie craze? Well, I don't think like I personally can do that because I know a lot of places are already doing midnight shows of Cat's. But for Nashville's Midnight Show next weekend, 
I plan on painting kitty whiskers on my face because we have to set the bar as who's, to where what who's we the people like the, the people pe- of Nashville the people of Nashville we need to set the precedent for what these other cat <laughs> screenings are going to be like for the rest of time Garrett has there been any reports of people watching the cats movie and going in with painted faces and and maybe even a cat tail or two I love the idea of the cat tail and see the fact that you have such good ideas for this makes me wonder why you're not part of it. I'm, I'm good at like adding things that enhance the experience, but I don't I mean, I'm, I have no interest in seeing the cats movie Garrett. I think I only saw part of the original musical on a VHS tape when we were in grade school. You've pretty much seen it then I think, except that one is probably less sexy. I just know that after you saw it, the same one that I saw, you couldn't get the words Mr. Mistopheles out of your mouth fast enough upon seeing that movie. Genical cats. You loved saying Mr. Mistopheles. Wait, Mr. Mistopheles, was he the one that was bad at magic or good at magic? There was the magical Mr. Mistopheles, I believe. Oh, yeah, the magical. He looked a little like Cat in the Hattie. Yeah, he sucks at magic. Like, there's some cats that have, like, real, like, wizard powers. But that one is just like a shitty magician. When did cats become Harry Potter? Don't question shit that you don't understand, Derek. That's how you learn. No, it's like Angelica (laughs) said in Rugrats. If you have to ask, you'll never know. Is it messed up that I remember that line, but like now as an adult analyzing that? That is (laughs) fucking horrible advice to be giving children who are listening attentively. Who do you think the youngest listener we have is? Not, Not like who are they, but like... Actually, yeah. What's their story? <laughs> if you're a child it, listening to this podcast, I think a fair question to ask would be: Is there anyone under the age of 15 that listens to this podcast? Like, I wish there was a way we could take like prop bets on this and wait for the information to roll in. Like, all, remember when we got all those downloads out of Pennsylvania the other day? Yeah, I don't know. We that just, might have been a 12-year-old. That could have been a... Yeah, that was a whole grade school. Who thought it was funny, and he went on iTunes and typed in the word jizz and came, <laughs> across, came across our podcast. And he's like, this isn't what I thought it was. They keep referring to a man as jizz. That's what he sounds like in my head. But he then saw the man and was like, it oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and now we've changed that person forever. Now jizz is an adjective. Not like the way Kevin Nash described... This is where the big boys play, huh? Look at the adjective. Play. <laughs> that was the punchline for those who didn't know. Yeah. Um, can I tell you a weird thing that happened to me on the plane ride here? Garrett, for those who are listening to this podcast, Garrett literally arrived in Chicago two hours ago. Yeah. I, two I've hours not- ago. We had to stop and get that boy some, some Subway and some from, Sun Chips from and that some cookies. Su- yes, uh, and the Sun Chips are important because my buddy Dan Staggs in college told me, if you're eating Sun Chips, you're having a better day than somebody who's not eating Sun Do Chips. Do you believe that? I don't know if it's true, but I've always chosen Sun Chips if it's an option because of that statement. It's a little too grainy. Mm. Mm. Either way. I'm sitting on this plane. I got the guy in the middle seat. He pulls out a uh, a little like kind of leather brown book. He opens the it up Bible. and it is just pages and pages and pages of handwritten math equations. 
And he's not writing anything. He's just looking at them. And like, all I could think the whole time is, well, this guy's fucking smarter than me. And he's proven it. Like, I, what am I supposed to do with that? Are you getting a little intimidated that there's a guy out there just openly being far more intelligent than you could ever hope to be? No. Is it like the fucking... See, you may not get this reference. I don't think Garrett's ever seen an Indiana Jones movie, but I was going to say, is it fucking Dr. Jones's grail Bible over there that we're looking at? Now, I've only not seen The Last Crusade. That's the best one. But he was riding a horse on the front, and that bothered me. He rides... There's camels in there, too. For the longest time, I referred to any movie that... <laughs> had a horse as a horsey movie. As a horsey movie, and I just didn't like horsey movies, mostly period pieces. I've come back around. The thing is, is that's something I actually agree with you on. Like, I I understood what you've been trying to convey for years when you say a horsey movie. Like, and there's a certain tint to a lot of, like, Western films that just immediately, like, bums Shuts me out. you off. Like, I'm like, nope. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of, of empty, like, spaces in between the dialogue and just ambient noise, and I'm not in for that. Like, I think that Westerns are, like, the worst fucking produced films out of Hollywood. Sorry. I know there's somebody that's upset about that. I don't care. This is our podcast. I I don't necessarily agree with this anymore. Garrett, you just gave them a fucking moniker. You called them horsey movies and then fucking struck them down. Like, clearly you feel something similar. I am a fan of period pieces now. Okay, that's changed? That that has changed. True grit, like, your shit now? No. Don't... (laughs) I I still have a lot of issues McClintic. with the I've got a lot of issues with the Duke. Let's hear him. Well, I'm not going to talk about the Duke's racism on our show. This isn't the platform for it. That's for our other podcast. Yeah. Duke in it. So, um how did we get on the subject of Oh, Indiana Jones. Oh, no. You, you were on this plane and this guy had a leather-bound book with math equations. Like he's fucking Da Vinci coding some shit. That is what it was like. It was he was a fucking beautiful mind on this plane, just looking at all the the math equations. And that, if I carried around that little book and opened it, I probably would feel pretty badass too. I just I think it's so fucking funny how intimidated you are. There's, you're just like look at him over there, being a math wizard. <laughs> Just no shame. He has no shame. Well, and I'm sitting there watching Hobbs and Shaw on my phone. That's where you're at. Where I'm like, look at the... Fuck you, man. I'm not fine. I am dumb, but... (laughs) Just because you're reading math equations doesn't make you better than me. How was the flight in besides that, Mrs. Lincoln? (laughs) Uh, Got stuck on the plane for an hour. Very turbulent landing. Scary. Scary stuff. Are you used? To, you fly a lot, so are you used to turbulence? Does it still get you, or does it still get you queasy? I don't get turbulence that often. It doesn't happen. But this this landing, man, Chicago airports. You made it. I think it, I think there was potholes in the runway. You've officially done O'Hare and Midway now. Yeah. What did you prefer? Um, I, O'Hare has a dinosaur in it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> O'Hare, then obviously, yeah. Midway had a lot of construction. Well, they're improving it, and well, maybe uh, they'll get a woolly mammoth in there. I doubt it. <laughs> you doubt it? I highly doubt it. I don't. I didn't see any signs that said that's what they were putting up. Can we, before we dive into the the meat of this episode, can we talk about the fact that 
in less than what are we? How far away are we from August? Why don't you ask? Months? Why don't you ask the man with the leather-bound book? He knows that he off the top of his head. Definitely knows how far away August was. Is <laughs> you counted invisible numbers yeah. in the sky? Well, I was going to ask because this would be the third AEW show in Chicago in six months. They did all out. They did the dynamite, and now they're doing Revolution. Now, this is the first one. I've made this clear before. If you're from Chicago, you understand this struggle. The other shows were technically in Hoffman Estates, and they are not going to differentiate that on the broadcast, but there is a difference between downtown Chicago and the fucking burbs, and this one is actually in downtown Chicago. They're not lying to you this time. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm excited to see a new arena. I just went down there the other day. It looks nice. Of course... As my roommate Christopher Kelly pointed out, and he will be joining us on one of these episodes this weekend. Should we bring him in on a death match one, or like what? what I think there's proper... several things we can baptize him in. Okay. I mean, he has sat in for recordings in this in this room. Oh, you can hear him laugh in the background of some of these. Yeah. But uh, he pointed out the NBA All Star Game was here uh, about last a, weekend, a little, like a week, a little over a week ago. Yeah. Maybe it was a week ago. I don't know. But they, they did stuff at both the United Center and Wintrust Arena. So I'm sure they had it looking sharp for, for all that. But it's already a new arena anyway. So um, it's small, too. So it's going to be a fucking packed house that's on top of each other for a hot show. For Okay, I'll be completely honest with you. When the pay-per-view was announced, and the same thing happened for Full Gear, was which was that their last... That was the last show. That was, Damn. I mean, think about that. That was back in November. And that was where Cody had MJF turn on him. Yeah. Damn. Like, that, see, I, that feels full so gear, long ago. I wasn't super pumped to watch it. And then it ended up being awesome. And for Revolution, I when you said that it was coming here, I was like, well, obviously I'm going to go to that with you. But I wasn't, like, super, super pumped for it. Like, there wasn't anything that was, like, really getting me there. And now where this card has come to is insane. Well, you had made made it seem like you were pretty excited about the direction they were going with the Hangman and the Bucks and Kenny stuff. Like, like the breakup of the Elite, essentially, is what it looks like. Oh, I mean, I'm as excited about that. But I meant, like, as a whole, like, I didn't have, like, super high expectations for it. But now I think I should. Well, plus I don't think I know the whole card. It's C2E2 weekend here in Chicago, which brilliant on their end, just automatically throwing in like like there's a whole other event that a lot of people who go to C2E2 can now go to that like on a Saturday night. That would explain why they're not doing StarCast with this one then. Right. There's already a thing built in and there's a lot of the guys are doing appearances over at C2E2. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. But this card... Some of it has just come together in the last week or so, but it's looking pretty nice. So do you want me to start at the top, like the, the, the ones everyone knows and is talking about, or do you want to start at the bottom and go work our way up? I feel like if you start at the top and go down, I'm going to be surprised by some matches. So let's let's start at the top. Start and... at the top of the card. Obviously, yeah. we got the AEW championship between Chris Jericho and John Moxley. How are you feeling about this? Because you've, you've been telling me lately you've been falling in love with Moxley a little bit. I think they're going to do really good shit. 
just Moxley has been after his New Japan Suzuki match. I'm Team Moxley, but I hope that this is the first time we get him without an eye patch. I'm hoping he's healed. I was hoping on Dynamite this week, which, by the way, another superb episode of Dynamite. Um, it is weird to think that we were recording on a Thursday, so we didn't even get the chance to do the immediate reaction to Dynamite. We're already diving into the pay-per-view, which is fine. Did you see that fucking uh, Moxley busted open Jericho and gave him a bunch of stitches? I saw that, but I didn't see what happened. There was like They were doing a weigh-in. <laughs> and you fucking Jericho was kind of Jericho was kind of doing the the Nido thing where he was disrobing slowly, and then between each article of clothing being removed, he was shit talking the crowd, and then eventually he said something at Moxley, and Moxley fucking head butted him, and he just started gushing blood, and then he has like stitches in the middle of his face now. What? So, real talk. Is there any chance that Moxley's walking out of Revolution with the title? Or are they going to continue the Jericho reign? That's a good question. Last, I feel last chance because the exit's coming up. I, I would say because of the inner circle and Moxley doesn't have anyone on his side, I could see there being a whole mess of fuckery. Because they didn't even show Jeff Cobb with the inner circle on, on Wednesday. We don't know if he's officially signed. Was he just we? a hired guy? Oh, he's got to be signed, right? Well, I saw they just signed Lance Archer. Yeah. But no, I don't know if I haven't seen if Cobb is officially there or not. Uh, I don't know what the right call is. Everyone is saying that Jericho is going to keep the title, but it also seems like a big show. And this is the main event. I just like, like, does it devalue the title at all? If, if it, they hand it to Moxley now, I don't think so. I mean, he's incredibly over. <laughs> I mean, He's, we, we had this debate not that long ago. Like, if, if not Moxley, then the list of people who can compete for the title is or, or take the title from Jericho is short. Because it can't be Cody. And it probably wouldn't be... I mean, we've already decided it's not Kenny. It can't be Kenny? Well, it may be down the line. Well, that's what I'm saying, is that it's either a commitment to them doing it way, way, way down the line with Kenny... Or, I, I, fuck, I don't know. That's why part of me thinks Moxley's winning. Like, I, I have no problem being wrong, but I'll... How do you? How does Moxley come out of that with a loss and where you protect him? Where he I just the gets... Fuckery, the fuckery. He just gets fuckery. beat up by all the inner circle, and he, he had no shot. Well, I am excited about it. They have worked together before, so it's not like these are two guys you're like wondering, like, do they know what the other one does? Like, they fucking got WWE experience, man. Do you think that it's going to be like a Moxley-style brawl, like, with weapons and yes. shit? Think about the match that Jericho had with fucking Naito and with... um. Well, even the it... one he had with Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And then know that Moxley's going to be all on board for doing outside-the-ring shenanigans. Well, I just, I think back to that steel cage match they had where like the plant was up in the top. Oh, and the Ambrose Asylum? The Ambrose Asylum where Jericho went through 69 thumbtacks. Yeah. They only thought it was 68. If you haven't heard the story, go find that shit on YouTube. It's funny. They thought it was 68 and they had him pull all of those out for WWE video. And then when he went to the locker room and sat down, he, he jumped up really quick and screamed because there was one more tack in his trunks and he push it into his ass <laughs> and that was the 69th tack but um 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I agree with everybody in spirit that Jericho's probably going to retain the title, but I'm picking Moxley. I'll be that guy. I'll, I'll, I'll be the one that goes out on the on the ledge, and we'll see if I'm wrong. Here's one: AEW Women's Championship being decided between Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander. I say Nyla Rose retains. Oh, I think so too. Like Chris Statlander, I think right now is probably the best, one of the best things they have going for them. And she's pretty new and it's a hot commodity situation. Like they didn't just put the title on Nyla Rose for like what, three weeks? Yeah, I don't see her. I see her having a much longer reign and maybe even having like Riho come back to get it or I can't tell if they're still, I mean, I guess Britt Baker. Britt Baker's a, a heel. Like, again, everyone's pointed out that women's roster is really weird. I actually like Shanna. Like, I like Shanna. I like, um, uh, why am I blanking? Why was with all the, like, the Japanese names? I always fucking mix them up and I can't. Hiroki, Shik- you know, do you know who I'm talking about or are you I not don't. even going to try? All right, fine. No, I, I appreciate that you were trying. Like it, It's a brand new roster for you. It's a lot yes. of new names to learn. But I feel this way even when I watch like a New Japan show. Like So many of the names like in Japanese are so similar that like, yeah. I'll but, be honest. I never thought I would know as many Japanese names as I do now. Well, tell that to the guy with the leather-bound book. <laughs> be like, <laughs> since I started watching New Japan, I've picked up a little bit of another language. But just the names. But just the names. Uh, yeah, Nyla Rose. I mean, like Statlander's over as hell, and I think she's going to be a star for them. Still working the indie scene, too, so good for her. All right, let's get to this, because I know you're excited to talk about it. Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championships. Oh, this could... is the storyline match of the night, right? This could be the main event. Actually, I take that back. Cody versus MJF, which is, we'll get into that in a second. That's another one. Honestly, that's why this is such a stacked card is because there's good stories happening on top of it. Oh, there's other, there's just straight up good matches down left too, but I can't wait. I'm so excited for you to read me these matches I'm going to see. So every, like I, I watched the guys over at Wrestle Talk do their predictions for this show the other day and they said they're convinced that Kenny and, and, and Adam Page are going to retain the titles. That just straight up, there's not going to be like any fuckery. That like they're gonna just have a match. They're gonna keep this they're gonna going. Keep this going. I guess it is kind of early into it. I'm just. Is it? They've been doing it for a while. But it's still working. Well, so is the Cody MJF stuff. But they're kind of ca- It is weird though. They did like I said the other day. They like they cashed in the chips on the Moxley Omega feud really quick like that escalated really quick yeah his his mjf wrestled much not really and and that's the other thing aew is doing a slow build but they are building stars like when you think about like i don't know if you saw the action figures that they put out oh the, yeah like all that stuff it was kind of surreal to be like holy shit like MJF has an action figure now. Well, that was, I was just talking to my dad today about like a lot of these wrestlers that we 
started watching at the beginning of this show and where they've all come and how even guys like Nick Gage have come further in a wrestling like AAW shows now yes. and like you're seeing them all over the place. Yeah. And fucking like actually just today I was talking to my dad about this and saying like yeah, fucking Ricochet just wrestled Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia, I think. <laughs> It's like I used to, every time I see that guy, talk about the Quilt Museum in Paducah, Kentucky. A man from Alton, <laughs> Illinois. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. And I want there to be, I mean, there's got to, I think there's going to be a turn. There's got to be something. Maybe Adam walks out on Kenny since, I mean, they've been doing everything in their power. How badass would it be, though? If they do the same thing that's been happening where Kent, something happens to Kenny and uh, Hangman just basically beats the Bucks on his own. Man. The, okay. that, that, this is, to me, okay, so this is like wrestling at its best. And, and I, I, to tie this back into Super Showdown, I made this point to somebody the other day after the I saw the result, not that I needed to, of the Ricochet-Brock Lesnar match. And everyone's reaction to it was like, what was even the point? They didn't really make money with the match. It didn't help Lesnar. It didn't help Ricochet. It just, a thing happened. It was a minute and 20 seconds, I think. And I'm guessing Ricochet took a couple suplexes. One and... F5 and it was over. And my question, like why, like, why bother? But then there's this side of things, which is, this is wrestling at its best. I have, we've collectively watched so many hours of wrestling. I don't know what's going to happen here. They have that tension, but you don't know when they're going to pull the trigger. And there's always the possibility they could just pull it back. And maybe things will be okay. That that would be another unexpected outcome. <laughs> if it just ends where they don't break up the elite. Right. They work things out. I'm just, I'm so excited to see Hangman. Like, that guy is such a star to me now. He's, he could be the main event. How about the thing that nobody's talking about with this match? What if it's what if it's as it appears, but the thing that nobody's talking about? What if it's actually the Bucks turning heel? I see, I thought about that the other day. They were the best fucking heels at PWG. The best. I hated them. I I was on team, you know, when it was Let's Go Young Bucks, I was team fuck the young bucks. <laughs> And I started thinking about telling you at that ROH show, oh, I'm going to boo the shit out of these guys. We're going to have so much fun. But you entered Bizarro Land, Chicago, where the heels are over as well, baby faces. The, yeah, they were just baby faces. And then like out of nowhere, I'm like, woo, Young Bucks. <laughs> that was the show where everything turned around. I mean, think about it. They've been, they've been the ones that have essentially been flocking to Kenny. And showering him with praise and congratulations and essentially ignoring fucking hangman. They've been pushing him out and yes, hangman's been a dick and kind of turning to alcohol, but, but Kenny is needs to be a better friend and right? tell the bucks. Like, like you need you, to quit it, it, sucking my dick inclusive. so much inclusive. Why are we ignoring him? You just invite him in at the end of the thing. Like that would be the ultimate thing. Just real quick. Can we have a couple white claws? Yeah. Garrett, hold down the fort while I get some claws. So Derek stocked the fridge with some claws. He got the uh, the round two version of the multi-pack. What flavor are we going for? The question is, what flavor do you want? I would love a watermelon. You're getting a watermelon, I'm getting a watermelon. 
we're going to get to hear Derek crack open a watermelon for the first time. It'll sound the same as all the other flavors. It'll sound the same, but see how it tastes. Oh, all right. I guess, uh, do we do it in sync or do we do it separately so they get to enjoy it twice? Three, two, one. Oh my god! I tried to do it in stereo. I it's cool because I'm watching the uh, I'm watching the audio over there and uh, definitely peaked. Watermelon things just usually aren't the best flavor. But I think this oh, is a that's good one. So crisp, isn't that nice? That's nice. I can't wait till it's like 50 degrees warmer than it is right now. Oh man, yeah. Like the only other watermelon thing I can think of that I do enjoy is like watermelon laffy taffy. Watermelon. La- I like watermelon Jolly Ranchers. Okay. You ever had a? Okay, I got. You. I don't know if you agree or if you're just accepting what I said. You ever had a watermelon bubble tea? I have. Trash. I didn't mind it. Oh, the one I had was bad. I know that for a short time at Taco, maybe they still have it, but at Taco Bell they had a uh, watermelon like freeze or a slush that included watermelon seed candy in there. And I enjoyed that. So maybe I just straight up enjoy watermelon things way more than I thought. Found out that one of my managers goes to Taco Bell three times a week to get a Mexican pizza. Oh, he God. described it to me today. He seemed the happiest I'd ever seen anyone. That's, I mean, I know that all the shit on the menu is essentially the same, but that's something I would definitely not order is the Mexican pizza. Get I thought he seemed supreme like a normal person. I'll be honest. I thought he was going to be fancier than Taco Bell. Now that I know every day when he disappears, he's going to Taco Bell. More Are respect. Judgy? No, more respect. Are you a T-Bell guy? I mean, I'll go from time to time. Yeah, I go to T-Bell from time to time, too. Well, you've got a cantina. I've got one near my work downtown, and I have one in my neighborhood. So it's been a couple weeks since I've had the bell, but I'm overdue. I agree with uh, Jeffy Wrestling, though. They changed their menu too much. Every time I go there, I have no idea what's going to be on that thing. Well, I think there's key elements of the Taco Bell menu that need to be rotated. Like, that $5 box is in constant flux. And I think that's the way it's supposed to be. And then their rendition of the McRib are those goddamn nacho fries. They like putting them on the menu, letting people remember that it's essentially a seasoned fry. It tastes delicious, but they take it away for a little while. (laughs) And then they bring it back. We really need to get Alex Zane on this podcast to discuss the uh, Taco Bell menu. Well, let me tell you something, Garrett. I'm contemplating very strongly, like almost a certainty, that I will be going to freelance wrestling next Friday. That card is fucking stacked. Where Zane shall be wrestling. And I will be in attendance. Man, if that guy's selling t-shirts, grab me one. You want me to grab you an Alex Zane t-shirt? I've never been in a room where he's selling t-shirts. I feel a little dirty committing any kind of uh, loyalty violation to another man named Zane. Did you ever think about that? I had to legitimately think of who the other one was. Like, what are you talking about? Alex Zane is my Zane. <laughs> Not related to Sammy Zane. He's a hell of a Zane. So are the Bucks turning? Like, what's happening in this tag match <laughs> after, after the Taco Bell White Claw intermission? Brought to you by White Claw and Taco Bell. Well, I like your idea that they all just become friends and stick together, and that's that? the big surprise. That's the story. Now, I, I do hope that if they lose that we get to see Hangman just knock Kenny Omega's head off. But that's only because I want to see Kenny versus Hangman. So uh, this is as good a time as any to bring this up. I mean... 
we'll get to some more matches here in a second. But I texted you the other night during Dynamite, and I told you that there are rumors that Matt Hardy could be headed to AEW because his WWE contract is coming up this weekend. And Dark Order has been hinting that their fucking leader is going to be arriving any day now. Could be Lance Archer. It could be Matt Hardy. Think of all of the vignettes they've been airing for Dark Order of people who are troubled and feeling isolated. It's fucking Hangman. No. Do you really think so? I know that they have planted the seeds. Like, Hangman turning heel has been, like, the obvious option this whole time. Like, he's got a substance abuse problem. Maybe he needs maybe he needs a heater. Maybe he needs a heel faction to work with. That'll make him truly detestable. Because that's the thing. People are having a hard time hating Hangman right now. He's too cool. If you put him with fucking Dark Order, he's a little less cool, and that makes him way more hateable. <laughs> That if there is one thing you said that is very correct and is if Hangman goes to Dark Order, he is slightly less cool. Yeah, I, those guys just aren't cool. They're just super uncool. Does Broken Matt Hardy being their leader make them cool? It makes more sense. And I do like that. Do you think this was all originally supposed to be leading up to Dark Order having a leader? Or do you think Dark Order wasn't working and they're like, we got to get somebody bigger Dark than Order Dark Order? Dark Order wasn't working. And I, this is one of those where, like, if you're if you're being fair to WWE, you got to let AEW have it a little bit here because I don't know why that act they thought they could just push out on TV and thought, well, people will get it. People know what that is. And you and I just at home were like, it's the gimp. It's a sex cult, clearly. <laughs> and they sex were like, well, no, flips. that's not. It's something deeper than that. I'm like, I don't know. Guy looks like the guy from God of War, and the other guy looks like a fat version of the gimp. The, you, no, the other guy looks like he'd be in the Viking Raiders. Sure. He's the lost one. <laughs> he wound up on the wrong show, and they were just like, sure, whatever. It's wrestling. Three's a crowd, they said. <laughs> go go form a sex cult. Um, no, Dark Order... The thing is, I think it's working. I do think the way they repackaged it, or they are a cult that is targeting people who are troubled. I think that actually got them somewhere. I, I don't know like if it's going to work. I didn't know the Eric Cannon stuff until you told me about it at Freelance a couple weeks ago. I had no idea that, that those punches that were thrown... That was a big story, what, two months ago? Yeah. Sorry if I'm late to the party on this, but apparently the guy who was throwing really shitty punches was Eric Cannon, and everyone else knew this but me. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I don't think Dark Order's working, but I think it's working better than it was, and I think if they do inject another member in there that makes you care, you have no choice but to care. I just don't see Hangman Page being like, I've been hanging out with these fucking sex weirdos, and now I'm going to kick all your asses. You doubted Hangman one time before. Let's see. Yeah. (laughs) And here we are. Let's fast forward to six months from now where Garrett's got two Dark Order shirts. Two foam fingers. One foam (laughs) finger on each. Fucking Dark Order. Speaking of foam fingers. Did you see what foam fingers they have available now on ProWrestlingTees.com and maybe at AEW events? 
They have Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Just like foam fingers. That li- like just the little thumbs up. I turned to my girlfriend when I was browsing the website and saw that and said, if they're selling those, I'm getting one. <laughs> I mean it. Do you, do you think Orange Cassidy is starting to get over more with Jim Ross? Or do you think he still hates it? Look, I'm going to tell you. There's no way that Jim Ross didn't watch that segment on Wednesday where they put the fucking glasses on Tony Schiavone and then Schiavone got the thumbs up and then they all did the best friends hug to Tony Schiavone. There's no way that Jim Ross didn't crack a smile <laughs> and enjoy the ever-loving shit out of it. I just love every time they do the do the hug, hearing Excalibur say, give the people what they want. <laughs> Well, what was funny about the the line on Dynamite was was um, your boy Chucky e. T saying this time he's gonna try, <laughs> and the crowd goes apeshit, and fucking Jim Ross makes some comment. Well, well, yeah, that's the idea, right? It's like yo, he he needs to calm down on Orange Cassidy. I think he's going to do the opposite of calm down if they let if they unleash the Orange Cassidy that it really we know can go Jim Ross is going to be a fan. Just think about orange Cassidy's next couple months. So he's got pack this weekend. What mania weekend? He's got Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> I don't know what you were doing during the show, but when I, t- you were being quiet for a little while and then I text you, Holy shit, we're getting Orange Cassidy versus Pac. You immediately responded to that text. That got a response out of you. That's insane. It's crazy. Speaking of the rest of that card, oh, yes. Yeah, what it... <laughs> we are getting Orange Cassidy versus Pac, which, by the way, no joke, as soon as that was announced, that immediately shot up to the top of the list of uh, like all the things I'm looking forward to on, on that show. That's number one. That could be the hot opener. That... <laughs> Oh my God. Yes, please. It's his first AEW match. Can we just do the pro wrestling rules and say that he has to win during his debut match? Can we please just follow that? Because Pac being absolutely distraught that he lost to Orange Cassidy is hilarious. What if it is just a squash match, though, and Orange Cassidy loses almost immediately? I mean, that's a possibility, dude. And that sounds great, too. He'll take it in stride. He'll look so disappointed, but he'll shrug it off. How, what's the difference between Orange Cassidy not giving a fuck and looking disappointed? <laughs> this time, he's going to try. <laughs> um, yeah, Cody versus MJF. This is a well-told story that played out over several months. Can Maxwell can Cody carry Maxwell Jacob Friedman to a really good match? Yeah. You think this is gonna be a good match? I think at this point Cody has proven to me that he can do a really good match with anybody until and he's already got the story. As long as Cody has the story, the match will be fine. No way MJF's losing, right? Wow, just think if MJF is the one that's bleeding all over the place in this one. Like God is that like he he's gonna be the one who gets like his ass kicked, like you're gonna get the satisfaction of seeing him get the shit kicked out of him, but shenanigans MJF win, and then he gets to be shitty about that. It's funny because there's really like 
no stake. Like, it feels like this is a bigger match, like it's for something. There's but, definitely going to be more than one of these, right? Like, there's eventually going to have to be a Cody versus MJF match where the stipulation is that if Cody can win, he gets the right to challenge for the title again. I mean, that's ultimately one day where that's going to have to wind up. You're right. I forgot that it was... Maxwell fucked him out of it. Yeah. I mean, technically, Jericho might hold the keys to that stipulation, but it would make sense for it to come back with retribution over MJF. I'm looking forward to the match. It wasn't that I was doubting that Cody could... It's just, we've seen, like you pointed out, we've seen so little of MJF actually wrestling. Like, the only match that comes to mind isn't even a match that... I remember he opened all out or all in. He did. Uh, he did Matt open Cross all in. versus yeah. MJF. Yeah, he did that tag match at what whatever the someone's place, Tiny's place, whatever in in Tampa, right? No, in Jacksonville. You mean the the weird venue that's in an angle? Oh, the like concert venue that yes. they do. Yeah, he was in a tag match with uh, a guy that uh, Tully's. Man, man, why am I blanking on everybody's name tonight? I'm trying. I have no idea who you're talking about. Um, Ty <laughs> Dillinger. Oh yeah, fucking where's he? He's been gone for a little bit. He was in a feud with uh, Joey Janela there for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, does Joey have a map? Uh, no. No Joey. No Joey. No Joey. Yeah, keep going, because i got to know what I'm watching. So we're going to get a payoff, Jake Hager's first match against Dustin Rhodes. Okay. So you're getting Jack Swagger versus Goldust for free. <laughs> Didn't have to pay a Didn't thing. Didn't have to pay a single thing. It's on the card. you're on pay-per-view. But we're going to see if Jake Hager has a reinvented moveset, like if he tries to do some more Brock Lesnar MMA type shit. And Dustin Rhodes has been motivated as fuck since he's been in AEW, so... Yeah. There's no reason why that can't be a good match. This is one you probably don't know about. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. They've been having a little mini feud on the outskirts of the Jericho Moxley thing where Darby's a somewhat ally to Moxley as far as respect goes. Man, those are two guys of similar size. Love doing a lot of high spots. That could be the hot opener. Yeah. Cause you get Darby Allen doing several spots where it looks like he's going to die. Well, Sammy's plus, flipping around. I feel like the key to a good wrestling show is if you're going to do that first match, the first match, the baby face character, their music has to hit to get the, like the fucking crowd going. And then you get the heel to come out. Like that's just, that's just science. And the crowd just loves Darby right now. They do. Again, I'm mystified. Darby's still right there with Dark Order as far as I'm concerned. But y'all seem to like him, so you get him. I wonder if Samuel wears fucking Panda Bear costume. It's a pay-per-view. You got to break out break the Panda out Bear. Panda Especially if you got a singles match at a pay-per-view. Pre-show. There is a pre-show. I was going to say, there has to be some women's matches. SoCal Uncensored taking on the Dark Order. Mm. I may be buying my Orange Cassidy... <laughs> foam finger while that's still going on can we once again just plug how delicious this watermelon white claw is if you haven't already go to your local grocery store and pick pick up that new pack 
Yeah, because we want to. If these got to keep doing good, if we want to want them to keep making them. Yep, that pumpkin spice white claw is still a possibility next fall if we. Garrett's shaking his head. Oh, like this isn't me shaking my head. No, this is like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta push it. You gotta push. We got. What get other flavors th- do you want, Garrett? If you could pick two new flavors to add to the to the rotation, I would like a blackberry. You want a blackberry? That's my favorite berry. What about blueberry? No, it's not a blueberry. I would not. Is there? A, there is a raspberry, right? I bet yes. they're. I bet yeah, they could do a, a pretty good version of pomegranate. I'm going to go. It sounds like you said Paul McGranite. Paul McGranite. <laughs> Paul McGranite. I think I did. Now now you've got me questioning how I said Paul McGranite. That was the fifth Beatle. <laughs> Paul McGranite. Um, so what comes in this packet? We've got mango, lemon, watermelon, and tangerine. Yeah. Lemon is my least favorite. I'm going to try lemon because I, if I recall correctly, you don't like lemon Starburst, right? No, that's my favorite Starburst. That way you wrote it into that script with the, with the guy in prison. That was his favorite flavor. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I don't remember what, I, I vaguely remember. It was but. the script. Garrett was working on a script when we were in high school where the theme was we were stoner cops. That sounds about right. And the idea was that somehow we lucked into getting jobs as police officers, despite the fact that we were completely unqualified. And (laughs) I think my big sticking point in the script that you didn't like is the idea. It was essentially the, the plot to what became that Vince Vaughn movie where it was called the watch. Yeah. And we disliked the idea of like normal dudes having jobs where they have positions of power. And then suddenly like the shit hits the fan and there's monsters. And in the script, I kept pushing for the the cloud creature with the horns and the single eye in the cloud from Kirby, like Kirby's Dreamland. I wanted that monster specifically. And I remember in a very serious manner telling you, we'll never get the rights. (laughs) I damn near spit out my watermelon white claw because, yes, you did. That was your big thing. Like You would throw up your hands and be like... Even if I wanted it, Derek, we'll never get the rights. They won't just give me Cloud Man. Like Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo's like, what? Like, I was, what? What is this movie? You're not actually making a Kirby movie, but you want Kirby villains? It's like, yeah, it's a stoner cop movie. Um. Anyways, one of the characters in the movie, you had a guy in prison who siphoned. What? What was the deal? He gave. He gave his clean urine specimen in exchange for the lemon starburst because those were his favorite <laughs> and i had this argument recently with somebody where i was telling because somebody was like nobody likes the lemons and i was like i think the lemons are my favorite fuck you everyone likes the pinks everyone fights for the pink starburst see i've i was always lucky because i would i wanted the lemons and everybody wanted to toss those to the side yeah, so no, bring them on those right are mine. here right in the mouth They're delicious but you don't like lemon white claw no, it, I don't like, uh, I like lemon flavored things. Like I like a lemon bar, uh, but I don't like when, if somebody brings me a glass of water with a slice of lemon in it, that water's been contaminated. Do you like Sprite? I like lemon and lime mixed together. Okay, that's different. That's true. Are there, what other, like, the, the, do you like lemon meringue pie? Yeah. I just don't. I just don't want a fucking slice of lemon in my water, okay, Derek? I've learned that there's quite a few people who just don't grow up 
and they can't just have a drink that doesn't have any kind of flavor in it. So that's what the lemon's for. People go, oh, you want a water? Are you sure you don't want a little, you know, a little something extra in there? Shut the fuck up. Not not at me. I get you were. That was me yelling at a server. You were doing an act. It was a bit. It was a bit. Didn't work. I thought it was okay. What other matches are happening? That's the AEW Revolution card. The Wait, the pre-show is just Dark Order That's versus... What, what I just read on like Bleacher Report. You I, seem disappointed now. Well, I figured there'd be like three pre-show matches. So for those who were hoping that there would be more women's matches on this card, nope, you're getting one. So you can continue being angry with AEW. But it is one I'm looking forward to. That's important. I think if I get in, in, in defense of AEW... I think we take for granted that WWE had a long time to build up their women's division with really good pieces. And people just showed up on day one with like, you said that AEW was going to have a women's division and there's no NXT. There is no developmental. They're basically going after the indie stars that WWE doesn't get. They're doing actually. When you put it into perspective, it's not that bad. They've only been on air since. Fuck it. When did they start? When did Dynamite start? Was it like October? I just like watching. I wish you guys could have seen Derek's face as he talked himself into realizing he likes the women's division. It's not that. It's not that I like it. It's just that I think they still WWE like, especially going into this WrestleMania. They're clearly trying to make the next wave of women stars. That's why you've got Becky working with Shayna Baszler. It's why you've got Charlotte working with Rhea Ripley. Like they're they're. I hate to break it to the rest of the women's roster in WWE. Some of y'all ain't gonna be around a year from now because they're gonna be adding a couple people to the main shows and cutting some other people. That's what they're setting Rhea Ripley and and fucking Shayna Baszler up for. AEW has got some work to do. And you were the first person to be like, actually, I don't think Britt Baker's as good as people say she is. You said that like week two. I remember her having a very botchy match. And I don't think you're wrong. I think there's work to be done there. But for those of you who are just like, just make half the card women's matches. I'm like, that would be disastrous for whatever card that is because nobody would give a shit. Have you been in touch with this fucking Nyla Rose controversy? What? What's the controversy? She has the title. That's the controversy. I don't think there's... Like, fucking Cody and everyone and Jericho have been fucking handling it like like gladiators. Taking on the, the, the transphobia. There's people who aren't happy about it, Garrett. You know that. Well, I, I assume there were people that weren't happy, but pro wrestling and i think it's kind of awesome yeah <laughs> i don't even know what to say i was hoping i could drag some <laughs> you're like i'm so beyond that that it doesn't affect me it doesn't affect me either i just didn't know if you had any thoughts on the uh, the controversy around it because i mean it's it is, it is technically nyla rose is the first trans champion that we know of right period of any kind i would think so i think that's fucking rad i think that's fucking awesome do you think i'm gonna say the opposite is that why you're no i don't flag in the ground no it seemed like you were trying to get me to be like 
it, it seemed like you were trying to treat this like a Joe Rogan podcast and bring on a guest that was like going to say something controversial. I was hoping I could. And you were, I don't have a controversial opinion. My you opinion don't. is that it's awesome and that I'm very happy That's for a it. boring fucking answer, but that I'll, if it's the truth, I'll take it. It's a, what do you, why I'm not would, mad at you, Garrett. Why would, would you like that be call? the, yes, please. <laughs> you look like you're in the same position as me. Here, Let's hold, do these lemons next. We're doing the lemons. We'll hold down the fort while I get the, the lemon. Derek's refrigerator is covered in pro wrestling shit. I forget that it is. It's got a he's got a picture of DDP that says DDP is watching you eat shitty food. And then also a collage of Joey Ryan. Collage of Joey Ryan. We've also got our revolution tickets right here on the fridge. Ooh. I don't know if they heard that. They probably did. No, the revolution. T- why do you? Uh, he needs this microphone back because I need to know why he has the Joey Ryan uh, mural. So <laughs> I don't know if Garrett did a good job of narrating that exchange that we just had. But as I got up to go to the fridge and get us some new white, you didn't even wait. He didn't even wait like a gentleman. He just fucking cracked it. And <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like um, it could have exploded in your face and I would have been fine with it. To me, this tastes like Lysol. I'll confirm or deny. Oh, my finger went in it. Fuck yeah. Maybe that'll add some flavor. All right, let me... Or pine salt. The smell... Well, see, here's the thing. I actually think that lemon pine salt smells delicious. But I like lemon stuff, so here we go. I love that. That's really, really good. See, I think this is going to be one that if you like lemon stuff, you'll probably really. Yeah, no, totally. That tastes like a like a watered down lemonade to me. So. So this is just the White Claw version Agreed of Mike's disagree. heart. <laughs> so this was Anchorman. this. Yeah, I feel like your opinion on this was more controversial than anything we had to say about Nyla Rose. <laughs> um. No, I don't, and I, I don't have anything to add to that. I just feel like people should, you know, hear. I, I, I guess maybe once again we have to address the fact that maybe sometimes I try to steer this podcast in the direction of let's have this hard-hitting discussion, and you're just like, no, and you pull the wheel back this way. You're like, we're goofy cum jokes over here. <laughs> Laugh at the jizz. I don't know. I, I don't think we've ever had any feedback from our listeners that's basically like, you guys are supposed to talk about this thing. And this week you didn't talk about that stuff. You talked about hard-hitting stuff. No, I appreciate that you guys don't bust our balls and just let us talk about what we want and you keep showing up every week anyway. I think the idea when we started the podcast was that it was supposed to be a free-flowing form of communication. And like the idea was it's like you're hanging out with us on a sofa, like the one you're sitting in front of. And the, where the conversation may roam, sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it, I'm not even. We'll, we'll talk about this when the podcast is off the air because it's not even. It doesn't even work for the show. Um, <laughs> it's it's the year 2020, and no matter how many times we talk about it on on the podcast, no matter how many times I try to get it out of my system. The reality is that two of my favorite wrestlers in WWE over the last five to six years have been fucking squashed by Bill Goldberg. 
And Goldberg is a champion in the year 2020, no matter how much I don't like it. And I'm not fucking happy about it. But I can't wait to see this fucking match. I can. Do you remember how fun it was when Bill Goldberg was in Saudi Arabia last time? And Undertaker had to give the fucking resting bitch face look to the camera. Like, this is the WCW guy that everyone's excited about. He had the look of that gymnast a few years ago when she won the silver medal and like had that like side like. Hmm. How excited would you be if I fa- if you found out from me that we were going to have a guest on the podcast who was a big fucking deal? Like what if you had rolled into town this weekend and I said, Garrett, we get to do a fucking interview with somebody. I'd immediately be nervous. And then you walked in here and it was fucking Undertaker. And that was our big interview. <sighs> would you ask him about the fucking Joey Ryan penis? Druids? I wouldn't know what to ask Undertaker. Would you be scared? Yes. Not like because he's a spooky man, but just because of social anxiety and not being prepared to interview. Like, I think that would be fucked up of you to just be like, surprise, Undertaker's here. Mark Calloway. The man himself. Hey, man. What would you do if you found out he was a big fan of the show? (laughs) Well, I did work with his son for a minute. Yeah, he did. I hope I hope that we can get that spread to Undertaker and I think we could say something to make him laugh. And I think I he absolutely would, think we could. I think he would have agreed with everything we had to say about his Bill Goldberg match. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a watch along. Would you do the watch along again with with him if we had him on the podcast? All right, so Taker, what was going through your mind? What's right going here? through your mind right here? What's going through my mind is I'm in goddamn Saudi Arabia and Bill Goldberg's dumping me on my head. It's 110 fucking degrees and that dumb motherfucker ran his head into the post again. (laughs) Did he bleed? I think he did. Or did he just knock himself stupid? I don't don't even remember. He's already stupid as shit, so. I did see that um, after Goldberg won, did you see Scott Hall's tweet? Yeah, I fucking retweeted at it. I retweeted it and I tweeted at him and said... Please, pretty please. <laughs> Scott Hall said he was going to have to dust off his old taser <laughs> to take care of Bill Goldberg. And it damn so, near gave me the biggest erection I've ever had because fuck. So are you telling me, though, that this is leading to Roman Reigns versus Bill Goldberg at WrestleMania? It has to be. What the fuck else could it be? Can I tell you that I like that? Would that upset you? Yeah, it does. You know I like Roman Reigns now. No, you don't. You th- only kind of ha- you think it's you only say you like Roman Reigns because it's funny. I think I just like Roman Reigns. No, you don't even watch main roster stuff that's not NXT. But if I did, I'd tune into some Roman that Reigns. If you did, <laughs> you don't. You are busy on Friday nights going to shows that I can't even fathom. It wait is. Yeah. Is he on SmackDown? Yeah, see, you don't fucking watch. Oh, no, he's a Raw guy through and through. No, Roman is a SmackDown (laughs) dude, if there ever was one. I like Spear versus Spear, and I like Roman Reigns walking out in the main event of WrestleMania with that, but it won't be the main event because it's the SmackDown title. Mm. Yeah, you, you and these shit opinions are the reason that continues to happen. 
not you specifically, but there's always that. I think it's a good idea. Vince McMahon listens to this. He's like, see, see, half the people say it's great. Even the marks <laughs> like it. Are we technically smarks? I don't know how the fuck that works. No, if I if we were smarks, we would be walking around with that little uh, notebook filled with equations. That guy's a fucking smark on your flight. How bad would you feel about yourself if you spoke to that guy and he was really nice and he knew way more about pro wrestling than you did on top of having <laughs> that fucking... Also, this is the equation that cures cancer. Actually... Middle finger to me. You ever watch any AWA stuff? <laughs> on, his com- on his computer. <laughs> I'll show you some good stuff. I don't know, man. I... I we're in a weird state where it's like WWE can completely disregard putting out good content because they're making so much money from Fox and Saudi Arabia. I mean, they're going to be living off of these deals probably until Vince dies. I I have to work this into the podcast because I said this to my roommate, Chris, earlier in the day. I said to him, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, so digest this. I said to him, I never thought I would live to see the day where I can out loud say that Vince McMahon is better at football than he is at pro wrestling. <clears throat> and it be completely true. Because I believe that. I believe that the XFL is a better uh, product than WWE. For what it is. Hey, my parents are going to an XFL game on Saturday. I've, I hear that downstate Illinois and Missouri are absolutely apeshit crazy. For the Battle Hawks. They wanted a football team and they got the dumbest name ever and they're fucking into it. Is it the dumbest? Yeah. My dad says he refuses to do that. And I said, you wait till you're in that stadium, man. It's going to take you over and you're just going to do it. I I, I meant to ask you this. This is old news. Did your dad shed a tear when the Blues won the cup? I don't think he did. That's a shame. I did. Did there's, you shed a tear? Oh, there's fucking video of it. That's adorable. There is literally a video of me standing in front of the TV just like crying and being like, I just never thought it would happen. I saw the Hawks win three cups. I don't recall shedding a single tear. You didn't have to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We beat your ass the other day. And by beat your ass, we beat you by one point. But it was actually a very good game. Exciting back and forth bullshit that that we came up on the wrong end of. Because we don't have a jam that knows what he's doing. We're talking about fake sports on this podcast, not real sports, Garrett. Do you think it's possible? Predetermined sports, please. Predetermined sports. Is that what the XFL is? Is that predetermined? Huh? I hope not. And if it is... Nobody's thought of it until now. I mean, it is run by that WWE guy. (laughs) Can we do... We've been getting requests for watch-alongs out the ass, or at least matches for us to like check out for the show. Do you think we could do a watch-along from MacGruber? (laughs) You mean... That isn't a watch-along. That is just an audio commentary for a movie that... That's fine. If you want... Derek has a copy of MacGruber sitting on his table right here. You can't tell me that you can't tie that back into wrestling. 
Le Champion is in that movie. I'm surprised no one suggested that just to put us through 90 minutes of a movie. Derek did. Did you see that they're making a MacGruber TV show? Okay, so this came up here the other day. My roommate asked, did you know they're making a MacGruber 2? And I said, <laughs> I stopped. I was like, no, they're not. Because that movie did not do well in theaters. There's no way they're diving it. He was like, well, I think they're doing MacGruber 2 or at least a TV show. So they are doing a, a MacGruber TV show, for, mm-hmm. like officially. Yeah. Like, is it like Netflix? Um, it's going to be one of the streaming services. I don't remember which. What show? Was that Last Man on Earth that he was? God, that show was so fucking funny. I've, I remember watching the first season. Dude, that was, I stand by, that's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. I wish that had gotten more seasons. I don't know why we're talking about it right now, but I like it. Well, because I was pushing for us to oh, yeah. watch MacGruber as a watch along for this podcast. There are several WWE stars in that. That you, all explode. That all ex- I mean, if you haven't seen MacGruber, yeah, that well, may be actually a perfect excuse to introduce this movie to a bunch of people who have not seen it, is to do a watch-along. Like, 90 minutes of us sitting here talking over MacGruber is pretty rough, though. We do an hour already, just for a show. Yeah, but I don't have to do comment. I don't know. All right. I mean, I'm not pushing for no, it. Like, no, like it's no, no. Not, you like, want me to I'm watch MacGruber? And... To do. You want to hear me talk over no, MacGruber? Let's no, no, fucking no, no. do MacGruber. No, 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 no. no. Um, I just think that there's a lot of things that our listeners would like to get from us as far as watch-along content. We do have to watch some, uh, some more deathmatch shit. I know coming into this weekend that you were going to jam that up my asshole yeah i believe our uh let me read you whip out your fucking notes on your phone to be like i've got like seven matches here well no i've got we got another request also yeah i think uh strange dabs aka chris Mm -hmm. he has kind of found a loophole because he doesn't contact us through social media he does it through reviews on on iTunes, and I think that's kind of awesome, actually, that he just updates it so that it pops it back to the top so that we see it. And that is kind of a loophole. He keeps doing it so that we keep talking about what he wants. Uh, but I don't have a problem with it, other than this next one is a death match. He says, hey, guys, I have a watch-along request. If you can find it, uh, that made me wonder how many panes of glass could a person go through before the viewer watching feels the pain themselves. Epiphany. Cage of Death 19. Ricky Shane Page versus Shane Strickland versus Joe Gacy for the CZW World Championship made me have literal all-over body pain after watching. I believe this would make anyone feel the same. Keep doing what you guys do. Always a fun time sitting on the couch with you guys every week. AKA or Chris, AKA strange dabs PS secondary request during the match. How many panes of glass were used? Can you keep count? If only we, (laughs) if we could just insert that little, like that ding noise, like every time a pane of glass gets broken and then do like a counter. I think we can definitely find that match, but it sounds like if it is that gross, I guess we'll just be squirming on the podcast. You and I are going to have plenty of time together in the next 48 hours 
to record a lot of content. There's going to be shit you and I stumble across in the next 48 hours that we're going to decide to do. We might even do a fucking watch along for an XFL game because it's going to be on Saturday before the fucking revolution. Show. I would like to catch a little bit of that Battle Hawks game because I still haven't seen a second of XFL. That's that's going to be done. It will be done. All right. I, I need we, to edit this thing and get this out because we're already late getting it to you guys. We're late getting it to you. We went over an hour and we still have more stuff to record right now. Right I think this was a fun sit-in. I th- yeah, we're and actually on couches. We're staring at each other. Insightful. This one actually felt a little better than the last one to me, and I didn't have to look. I even brought my Kevin Owens Funko Pop. Do you know why this one felt better? Why? I'll tell you why this one felt better. Feng Shui. I tried warning you that we were going to get back from that freelance show late, and then you had essentially in your head, used, whether you believed it or not, you had a deadline to get back to your wife at whatever hotel you guys were at. And you kept watching the clock. And every time we weren't making progress on that episode, you were like, oh, let's go. It's getting late. (laughs) And now you don't feel that. (laughs) So you're relaxed. You've got several days here. And I'm going to get the best out of you over the next few days. And I'm going to get you to have a controversial take this weekend. That's actually my goal. You want me to have a controversial? Like, you're older than me by what? A couple months. Yeah. There's been very few times in our relationship where I felt like your big brother, but when the fucking Jim Nasty Boys went at you the other day, last two weeks ago, I felt like I had to be the little like, oh, fuck you. You were fine. <laughs> <laughs> they were wrong. They should apologize to you. And well, that I- seems like a controversial take because it seems like they were coming at us a little bit. And... and Team Ski. Yeah, take that, Jim Nasty Boys. You were. I'm, I am not starting fights with anybody. I am a... I think the difference between me and you is there's actually a few pro wrestlers I think I could beat in a, in a shoot fight. You don't think that's true? Who didn't? No. Why? What are you... You look so confident right I, now. I'm highly confident that there are at least a few pro wrestlers I could beat the shit out of. One thing that you don't lack is confidence. What? <laughs> I can't tell if you mean that as like, fuck you. No, like, like you have a look on your face like you're like, I know at least five wrestlers off the top of my head that I can beat the shit out of. I think Lo- Lodi was one. <laughs> Okay. I'm not saying that pro wrestlers are like they're secretly pussies. I'm saying that a lot of them are also just people who are really good at fake fighting. Okay, who else? Um, you're like Wrath. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that anybody that is way stronger than me just has an advantage from the get go. But there's people who are at least in my strength range, body weight range. That I might just be slightly more aggressive than, like that I might get the edge on. What about like Spike Dudley? No, he's tough. Yeah, but I didn't list him as a guy that I could beat. Well, not. Mm. What about Gigi Allen? So, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down this road. <laughs> I fucking hate Gigi Allen, and uh, that may get me some. Some heat with some of these. Look, Garrett, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast primarily because they love the fuck out of you. And I just want to let you know that 
I think I want to get you to say a controversial thing because I want to I want to test their loyalty. I want to hear something borderline offensive. No gymnasty boys. He didn't say anything about you that was borderline offensive. He said the truth, which was that you were what homoerotic. That's not what you We've said. We've already but that's what you discussed. Meant. This is you trying to get me to go down a path I'm, that I'm not. Maybe. I just want to make. I just want to talk about cum for everybody and just. Have everybody be cool. Your dad must be so proud at that line right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about come and make everybody about happy. Come and make everyone smile. <laughs> <laughs> Seaman's funny, right? <laughs> you just look like a stoner, like Jerry Seinfeld of jizz there. <laughs> do we make our? How many female listeners do we have? Three. I don't know. You being is that a shoot? Nah, I have no idea. Nah, I can't imagine that they would tolerate these jizz jokes as well as. I think you'd be surprised. Probably. Probably. Jizz is universally funny, but I know Stepstool Sarah ain't Stepstool Sarah ain't listening to this shit because of the gymnasty boys. Probably stuff. like don't listen, they're assholes. I'm not an asshole. I like no, I agree. Sarah. That's what I said. That you're, I you're, like the Gymnasty Boys. You don't like them that much. I did, though. You did until they bullied you. Until well, they, they stuffed you in a fucking locker on Twitter. Yeah, but in all fairness, like maybe we seemed like dickheads on the internet yelling at people. Yeah, because nobody else on the internet seems like that. Yeah, get, but... Get us out of here, Garrett. We've done right. enough. The we heater, the heater just kicked on. You're going to hear it. I'm going to have to hit a button that turns that sound off. All right. Hey, everybody. Give us a follow on the social media at Wrestle Hangout on Twitter and Facebook at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Garted on social media. Derek is at Halloween Halpin. Uh, if you want to send us an email for whatever reason, PredeterminedPodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Rate, review, subscribe. Help us out. It really, truly helps us. It gets more listeners. And we love there being more listeners. Join the Hangout. The couch is growing. And I love this growing couch. Yes, you can technically go on iTunes and update your fucking review to request new matches. That is a loophole, but I might have to take a stand against it. Email us. I actually want more emails. I don't know if I necessarily need more erotic fan fiction. Do you but check I do want... that email? No, but I know that I see you resetting the password every other fucking week. That's because I forget it every time and I have to reset it. Well, make it something we can remember. Fair. Like, semen makes me smile. D- don't say that because now they'll know the password. Oh shit, hit our damn music. <laughs> <laughs>